everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to the Rodcast today. Uh, Lewis here. Just a quick announcement. We got two special episodes coming your way. Uh, this was originally filmed with the intent to be used in-house here at Lifehouse. It's an interview with Pastor Rod about our preaching and teaching style, how, to, how we prepare, how we preach messages. Um, so it was originally filmed to be used just in Lifehouse, but we decided it could be good content for the Rodcast as well. So we're sending it your ways, um, but just be aware uh, this was originally filmed with the concept of using it in-house. So it's very specific to Lifehouse and our style. Uh, we're definitely not saying this is the only way to preach. Uh, there's many great different styles and ways of teaching and preaching, but this is the way that we love doing it here at Lifehouse. Um, so I hope it's a blessing to you. And also very exciting, we've got a brand new series coming your way very soon. So make sure if you haven't already, wherever you're listening, subscribe. Don't miss a beat. And I hope this episode is a blessing to you. We'll see you soon. So we are doing part two of our resources on preaching and preparing messages for Lifehouse, which we can use as a great tool for us to learn and grow and also to share with those that we're raising and training up in our movement. So before we dive into a really practical example today, it's going to be so exciting. Uh, Pastor Rod, would you like to discuss what are the important things um, that we need to be aware of when we're preparing for a message? Our Lifehouse values, our DNA, before we start preparing, this is the framework, this is, mm. these are our values. Well, the number one thing is that we have a God word, a God word. In other words, we have a, a burden, a thought, a, a phrase, part of a Bible verse, part of a Bible scripture that's in our hearts and in our minds, and we're chewing on it. We're thinking about it. We call that the God word, and that's important because right at the beginning, um, inspiration, I think, is the hardest thing. The hardest thing is to actually decide what to preach on. But when I have a God word from my journaling, I've written notes on my pad or my phone, and I can look back and say, yeah, that, that's, that's what God wants to say. That's, that's what's on my heart. Once I identify that, this task becomes a lot easier. In fact, I, I know there's been times earlier on I've spent, you know, three, four hours deciding what to preach. That's the worst time. But when I come to preparation with the God word, I'm just sitting down and writing thoughts and writing, and, and I start. So the God word is usually part of a scripture um, or a phrase or part of a story I want to tell. Um, it probably will end up in the title, but maybe not. Um, and then at the end of my preparation, I need to check against the God word. Is this what I should have done? Because often when I do uh, the God word and study, I get so excited about a lot of things, I can go off base. I can go into this, and, and it's all good. But at the end of the, of the preparation, I need to say, is this what God told me to do? Is this what I wanted to do? And maybe those other thoughts are for another day, so they're not bad thoughts. But I need to know that I have not over-prepared by doing three or four messages in the one. Um, I need to know I have uh, given the God word, explained the God word, illustrated the God word, Bible story about the God word, and how we use the God word. Now, it's not five things. It's just organically working through, it, is this what God put on my heart? I think that's the most important thing of anything. Therefore, um, 
the God word, as I said, could come from journaling or from a word in the night or from watching a movie and you write a note. It could be from anywhere, but you're storing it and you're on roster to preach next week and you sit down and you go for that God word. That makes this task a lot easier. Um, so number one is that. And then from there, you must pr prepare um, a number of things. One of the most important things in Lifehouse is I say to the people is tell your story and tell the Bible story. So you've got your God word, which could be part of the title. So you've got your direction. And then the question I ask is what's a Bible story or a Bible area that would perfectly fit the God word? Now, sometimes the God word's already in the story, which is what I'm going to do a bit later. The, the God word is in the story, but sometimes it's not. So I've got to think, you know, if it's about, you know, the love of God, I've got to think about, well, what's a story I want to tell from the Bible? So it might be about how Jesus loved the, um, the woman caught in adultery and he said to her, you know, who condemns you? No one, uh, neither do I. Go in peace. Go, go. It shows the love of God for the woman. So the Bible story illustrates the God word. The Bible story becomes the, the vessel for sharing what I want to say about the love of God. And of course, love of God could have a hundred stories or a thousand stories from the Bible. So it's just got to think about what's the story I would like to tell. What's a really good story I would love to tell the people or a story from my life. It could be, you know, how um, we, we love Japan and, and the people and the, the love of God is in our heart. So that's my story. So God word, Bible story, my story. Once I have those tools, I could sit down and write this message now in one hour. Um, you might say, well, I could do it in 20 minutes. Great. Um, what I'm saying is it's not three hours. At that point where you're actually inspired and you've got your tools, Bible and personal, the whole task now is organization. Um, now, organization means um, putting it in paper that's going to be my notes. Um, so from the the story and my story, uh, just thinking through that, I, I, I would start writing points, such as if I use that story of the woman caught in adultery, I would say, you know, points could be, they could be um, opportunities to love people come every day. Um, they come in all shapes and sizes, lovable, unlovable, everyone, the love of God is big enough for everyone. Um, God's grace is there to love. Uh, God sends us away in love. So, I mean, you can start getting points. Like my brain is starting to spark, even though I'm not doing that message right now. I can just start thinking about the story and read the story and read the story and read the story and read it in multiple translations, which you can do with Bible Hub and Version and a bunch of tools, just free. You just read it, all the English translations and um, you understand the, the verse more. Um, and, and by the way, you've got to choose a Bible translation you want to use and probably use a well-known one. Um, but uh, at the end of my thoughts, I've got to think, well, which ones do I want to share? Because I've now got five or six thoughts and I, I, I don't have that much time um, to share all those points. Um, well, you could, but it's going to be very thin as you share the points. 
Uh, I would rather for, share a few that's more thick or or, or, or expressed. Um, and then um, choose those and then put it together. Uh, organize it. Um, that's the, an organization of the God word, this Bible story, my story, points, and then application at the end is how do we do this in our life. So the application from that would be uh, I need to love all people. I need to offer Jesus to all people and offer grace to all people. You know, that that sort of application. So, wow, that was a, a big little 10 minutes. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> Pastor Rod, I, I'd love to hear more with when you said you get the God word, it comes like when you're journaling. Um, so when when is it that we're using like Bible study to, to get like, uh, you know, ideas or things for preaching and when is it journaling and is there like a difference for you and uh, what do you no, think? No, I, I think they're all, it's this and that, this okay. and that. So it's journaling and study and mm-hmm. hearing and it's this and that. I guess the key thing is taking a note when God speaks to you. So as I said, it could be could be driving down the road in the car and you can't really write a note, but you can mm-hmm. uh, on the train you could write a note. Um, even watching a movie I mentioned before, you know, like watching yeah. a, a Star Wars movie and the, the good guys win and, if, you know, I don't know. That's not Bible. It's just the inspiration mm-hmm. I'm talking about where God speaks to you. Um, so I think the answer is keeping a storage system somehow of this inspiration because I do believe we all get inspired, but we don't take note of the inspiration. So when someone says, can you share on something and you say, I I don't know what to share. It's because people didn't take a note. It's not because they didn't get inspired. Or I, I believe everybody can hear the voice of God, and um, especially through His Word. But uh, as as I do Bible study, um, one word leads to another, and I've got another message now. Or um, you know that thought leads to that thought. I've got another message. Well, I can't do it all, but I can store thoughts. Same with stories. You can store stories, as in my story, your story, um, the story from that book or whatever. We can store stories. We can keep a note. Uh, and I, I, would, I would encourage anyone who wants to preach to think through their life about uh, meaningful stories, funny stories. Uh, we often talk to, you, to Adrian, yourself, your husband and yourself about, you know, thinking about Africa stories. People want to hear your Africa stories. Um, Children's stories, the way you met your husband, wife, the the things that went right or wrong, stories to actually write a list of stories um, somewhere on your phone or in a writing pad, which can actually be the God word. Um, you might remember I did one message called "Don't Touch That Monkey," um, which is from my wife and I's honeymoon in Indonesia, where these these group of uh, pretty heavy, heavy monkeys um, were walking along a path and one of them, mother had a little baby and Viv said to me, don't touch that monkey. She knew what was going to happen if I touched the monkey and guess what? You guessed it and all hell broke loose in that forest and we had to run for our lives. <laughs> um, so the, the message was called don't touch the monkey but the, the application, the story was, you know, God saying, you know, don't touch some things. Don't, just don't touch them in your life. Don't touch gossip or don't touch this. Don't, don't touch that monkey because your, your world's going to change. So 
a a life story can become a God word and a title. But of course, then you've got to get the Bible story to, because it's not just my story. That's not preaching. My story is the wrapping for the real story, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, again, very briefly, the inspiration can come from a lot of sources, but it's usually around journaling and Bible study and the Bible um, and thinking about life. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Pastor Rod. Now let's get to the practical um, example. You said you had Luke 5 prepared and you're going to just show us um, how you would take that scripture and prepare for your message. Okay. So what I did this morning when Catherine asked me to do this, everyone listening, um, I did not have this scripture on my heart. Okay. I just sat down and I thought if I was to write a message immediately, um, what scripture comes to my mind? And what came to my mind was a scripture from Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, where Jesus tells the, Peter to go fishing. And I know the scripture says this. He says to Peter, um, push out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, I know that scripture because I've read it a hundred times. But as I sat down and wanted to give an illustration today, I also wanted to do it in a real way. So, that scripture's come to mind, so then I'm going to open up to Luke chapter 5. If you'd like to do that, you're welcome to join me. Um, but if that's the God word, what actually is the God word to me? Well, the God word to me is, am I willing to stretch out again and answer God's voice? Am I still teachable? Am I still open? Am I still willing to risk for the kingdom of God? That's that's the God word. Now, Even though I've just did this and I'm not going to preach this necessarily, I could right now, Mm. not because I'm smart or clever, but because I feel inspired. It's just I feel inspired. I love that story. I know that story. And so then the God word would be something like um, willing to risk again with Jesus. Now, the title doesn't have to be trendy or cool or, you know, earth shattering. It just needs to be accurate. In other words, at the end of the, the, the message, people say that that title made sense. That's all. The title did tell me what I was going to hear. So that sort of title is exactly what, what God would say. My um, what about don't touch the monkey. Although that's not a Bible, at the end of the message about what Jesus is saying to us, that, met, that title makes sense. So the title just needs to have a residual effect, a Yes, that was true. a true uh, uh, warning of what was to come. Um, some people would say about the title is, tell them what you're going to say, say it, and tell them why you said it. It's like it's got to be wrapped together. So my title would be, Am I Willing to Risk Again with God's Word? Now, that's too long, so I'd have to think about the shorter title. Um, but then I would think about my own life and, and you know, when we were called to come to Japan and what a big deal it was to bring our children here. That would be a personal story of risk. Um, but from this story here in Luke 5, the risk is on Peter's side. Um, and so I would need to read some of the scripture now. I would go to Luke 5 and look at it. It's verse 1 to 11. That's a lot of Bible verses. Um, I would decide, am I going to read all 11 verses? Or am I going to summarize the story and, and, and focus on a few? Now, because we work with translators in Japan, that means I'm going to read it, someone's going to read it. It's just longer. 
it's just it's just more scriptures, more time. And so we we with a translated uh, context may read less scriptures live, but we might put them up on the screen if it's a you know obviously audio is not going to carry that podcast won't carry that. But in a church online, you can see the scriptures, and we might pick out one or two. But in this one, eleven verses, I probably would give some context. Um, you know, verse one: One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with people crowding around and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. So I'm going to start telling the story. I could read it and, again, say without translation now, just say this was an ordinary day, but Jesus saw two boats. There was lots of boats. Why did he think about these two boats? Well, they belonged to some special people that God wanted to touch, including a man called Peter. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon Peter, that's Simon Peter, and asked him to put out a little from shore, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So Jesus is now using Peter's boat, using his life, using his resource to advance the kingdom. And then I get to my key phrase. I'm going to come to it. It's in verse 4. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Peter uh, said, Master, we worked all night, caught nothing. Okay, so stop here because this is my key scripture. Peter's like, yeah, Jesus, use my boat. But all of a sudden there's a challenge to go deeper. There's a challenge to to do something different. Um, and so Peter has a choice. You have a choice. And so I would go here into the concept of choice when Jesus asks us to do things. And um, I'm not going to preach the whole thing right now, but, I, but I'm getting to the point of asking questions. What would you do? What would I do? What happened? What do people think about this? What did the people on the shore think? And we can make story around the context that we don't actually have in the Bible. In other words, we need to read into the scripture um, that day on the lake. And I think at that point, we have a lot of similarities in our own life, you know, when God speaks to us and people are watching and what do I feel? And so I guess what I'm saying is ask questions about the text. Ask questions. What, what, what question are you asking? What question am I asking about this text? What is so special about asking him to go deeper anyway? And he's, the answer is he, he, they've been fishing all night and caught nothing, and there's a lot of boats and a lot of fishermen watching him, knowing there's no fish, and he's about to obey Jesus, who's a, a carpenter, not a fisherman. So the context is, is the interesting point what are you going to do? Because that's the point, the God word. What are you going to do when Jesus calls us to risk again, to do it again? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? And so the, 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 the solution is Peter does it and there's a miracle. Great, great catch of fish. Now, because that's not my point now, I'm going to drop the story. Maybe, maybe I won't. But because I focused on verse 4, 5, the rest of the story is, is, is the word of God, but maybe it's for my next preach. Maybe it's, so I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying I'm focusing on a section because I want to get the God word across. So once I've told the story and a little bit about my story coming to Japan, and I want to give the application. And the application is, so in my life, if God asks me again, 
what will I do? And the answer is, well, I want to hear his voice and be hear my wife hear his voice and we're going to be unified and together and we're going to, yes, Lord, because we believe in the, in the word of God for a good outcome. So that whole thing I just told in 10 minutes, of course, preaching is 25, 30 minutes. I know some people preach for an hour, but that's their context. Our context is shorter. And um, so this is what a Lifehouse message would look like. And then we'd go back to the title to clean it up a little bit. And I think that's almost the hardest part, to tell you the truth, is um, I'd spend more time on the title at the end than almost anything. Mm. Not because I'm trying to be trendy, but I'm trying to work out how to best say that to people. So I just did that then, Catherine. Again, mm. not because I'm, 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 I'm better than others. I've just done this long enough that as long as I'm inspired, I can do all that and get probably more points than I need in 15, 20 minutes. The, the difficulty is then really forming it into the message and then really finishing the job. So anything you want to bounce off on that? That's, that's a, that was an example. No, that was really great and so helpful. I love that. And how? what are some ways that uh, you land, you could say, the message in terms of, uh, like, if you want to call people to a response, how do you um, right. know what kinds of things are, we should call people to and how do we lead that moment? Or, mm. That's really great. And I, I didn't mention something that's very important. You've, I will come to your mess, to your question in a moment, but there's always got to be a Jesus point and an us point. Mm-hmm. And so the prayer would be about, Jesus, would you speak to me again? Would you call me? Would you, would you ask me? I'm, I'm ready. And we pray over that. I'm ready to be that you speak to me again and I would obey. Um, and the final thing is then is a final prayer for those who would like to receive Jesus or come back to Jesus. And this is what we call the altar call, which is an old word meaning a call to receive. And we have to declare then, we have to preach for a couple of minutes, the the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Forgiveness, grace, heaven. There must be a conclusion with the gospel in every message and ask people to respond. And we do it by giving people a chance. We're gonna, in, in a, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask if you would like to receive Jesus or come back to Jesus. And we call that the altar call. But it's not the message again. It's a direct change into gospel proclamation. The Jesus died, rose again, living God, here today. Grace is open. Would you like to receive? So it's, a, it's, it's what we call preaching at that point. And so uh, we have prayer for application and then a prayer for an opportunity to receive Jesus. Can I also just say, if my message did not include a lot about Jesus... I do have to put in some point about Jesus. So, for example, if I'm going to preach on Moses up the mountain, hearing the voice of God, which I'm not going to go into right now, but I would have to say, of course, today we don't have Moses up the mountain, but God will speak to us. Jesus is alive and he wants to speak to you because he said every, you know, whatever. So the point, even though it's Moses, mountain, voice of God, earth shattering. I've still got to talk about Jesus and me 
in some point before I get to the end or else it just becomes more of a, it, it could be an informational message rather than a transformational message. Wow. wow, that's good. I like that. Transformational message. Thanks, Pastor Rod. That's really, really helpful. Um, is there anything else you'd like to to share with us? Because I, I know it's a lot of food for thought for me, so I, I feel like I'm good mm. to go with that. Are you happy? I'm, I'm happy. I just think this, this, what I just mm. did has to be done again and again with young, mm. young preachers, pastors. And we, we are training young Japanese and mm. young foreigners in Japan and other, other Lifehouse churches how to preach. And everyone doesn't start mm. great. Um, everyone starts where they're at and can be improved. I, I really want to encourage everyone by having a format, though, will definitely help improve preaching quickly i really do believe that if, if the senior pastors or leaders have a a format fit into this template or format mm. then i think it's going to be fast growth and some people don't like that they say well i want to be free my answer is well you are free in the in the range of areas unless there's a theme but the format is going to help you and help us all to stay on course with you. So I just want to encourage you that having a format or template in a movement, a group, a church is very helpful for the, the, the emerging preacher, the, the even the, the more experienced preacher, and for the people because preaching is not about me. The, 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 the biggest thing I'd like to say to people is the, the outcome of preaching is not people saying, that was a great message. I never heard that before. The outcome of great preaching is people saying that really helped my family, that helped me in my job, that helped our marriage. I lifted, I grew. That's the that's the feedback over time that we must be going for. And I think that a format will help all of that. What what I don't think people like is a waste of time or a rambling bunch of thoughts or 10 different thoughts that I, I, I really don't know what was asked of me. Um, we've got one great guy in our church called Alex, and he always comes into the message saying, God, I'm ready to receive your word. No matter what's preached up there, I'm ready to receive your word for me. Well, that's the audience. But I'd like, it make, I'd like to make it easier for the audience to, to know what God is saying. So that's mm. my last thing, yeah, yeah. That's really great. And like you said, we have a template that we've put together on our, our portal, which really is, is there to help people, um, you know, put down their thoughts, prepare good messages, and even somebody who's brand new to all of this, it's really there to be a, a simple guideline that can help them and give them confidence as they're learning to prepare their messages. And for those of us who maybe been doing it for a while, to be able to um, sift through our thoughts and decide like what things should we keep in, what things should yeah. we leave out. So it's it's a really helpful template that we've been able to put together to help people to do this. That's great. Mm. Last thought, if you ever do preach or teach, it's good to get feedback from the right people, uh, not the wrong people. The wrong people are critics. The right people are people that are close to you that will actually tell you the truth. But here's the worst thing. The best and the worst is to watch your own video or listen to your own podcast. It's horrible and it's very instructive of where you've got to improve or change. So uh, take the medicine and look at your own and say, God, yeah. help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Thanks, Pastor Rod. Right. Maybe you okay. can pray for us, for all those yeah. people listening to this message. 
Yeah. Lord, I want to thank you that you want us to communicate about Jesus and about your wonderful grace and kingdom. And I pray that we would be communicators in a way that is glorifying to you and people can understand and people can 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 hear about your power and love and be transformed. I pray our preaching would be full of your Holy Spirit and people's lives would lift and grow over time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.